Well, congratulations to all of you for prioritizing your day. Our mass of obligation, the times of the year, the church uh, calls us to come together uh, in an additional time uh, and a reminder to us that there are priorities that we have in life. And the church, as our mother, desires to help us prioritize, to order our lives according to the highest goods. Recognizing that the highest goods provide for us the aid, the assistance, the grace, the help that we need to live out the lower goods. It's kind of like a great waterfall. If you don't have a lot of water at the beginning, the trickle is going to end soon. Right? And so if we prioritize from where the origin comes from, then when we get to the lower places, we have what it is that we need for them. And so often because of our own journey, our own ways, we uh, prioritize things where there isn't the assistance that we need. It's sort of deceptive. We think the things we're tending to are going to give us everything we need, but then we see they run out. And when we go back to those sources, there isn't enough for what we need. And it is in Christ that we find the origin of everything that we need. It is in a relationship with God that we find the help and the assistance that we need. And so we prioritize. And so you have prioritized. On a day in which you could be doing so many other things, you've come to Mass. Now, I won't tell everybody that the other option was to study for finals. But, actually... It may have been a moment where you thought, I do need to study, and yet you came, right? Because sometimes the thing that we're most engaged in uh, isn't um, necessarily a bad thing, but maybe coming here will be the thing that you needed most. My encouragement to you uh, as you live through this prayer, as you go into your times, that you actually acknowledge what it was that this did for you, right? We could just kind of go by and never grow. But if you realize like, ah, it was good for me to go to mass, acknowledge that. And that helps strengthen your sort of will. It helps strengthen your reasonableness that as you continue to go forward, even when other things seem to be attractive, you'll be able to say, oh no, but when I go to mass and I'm done, I always have a better clarity of life. Right? If you don't use your reason to do that, you can go and not grow. So we are here to grow, to grow in our relationship with Christ. And the feast day that we celebrate, the Immaculate Conception, has for us a reminder that to grow in relationship to Christ requires that we be without blemish. And yet in this mysterious way, God came right into the midst of all of the blemishes. And oftentimes he sort of shows himself right in the midst of the sort of wounds of our lives or in the cracks of the things that we're doing or the ways in which we don't want him to enter. We're like, ah, stay out of here. Like, nope, that's where I want to go. But God and blemishes can't be together. So what's going on here? That's why he came. Because where he goes, things have to go away. And in relationship with God, we change. In relationship with God, we grow. And the blemishes go. And we hear in our readings today about the fact that this one was without blemish, Mary. 
right? And we have in this Feast of the Immaculate Conception the realization that for God to be close to Mary in the way he intended, he had to remove from her every blemish at the moment of her conception because the union between the two of them was going to be so close and so profound. The union between the two of them was going to be so close and so profound that he had to remove from her the blemish of original sin at the moment of her conception because of a grace that would be given in foresight of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. That then that same son might be born through her into this world. And so this feast day says something about who Mary is. And as a matter of fact, her mother, Anne, since her mother, Anne, is the one who... I wonder, you know, that's interesting. We know that, obviously, at the birth of Jesus, at the conception of Jesus, Mary was aware there was something going on. Imagine Anne. Here you are, bringing this little girl into this world, this little child. I wonder if maybe she never kicked her stomach. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And there she is in the womb of her mother, Anne. And from that moment until the moment of her assumption into heaven without blemish, it says something about her. But it says something about us. Because we are called to a union with God just as She was. We are called not just to be in a friendship where we pray. We are called not just to be in a relationship in which we're sort of going along and we're growing and we're making him a part of our lives and we're stumbling and letting him pick us up and we're coming to Mass and we're having friendship in Christ and we're praying with Scripture. No, the end goal for all of this is union. We can't even comprehend. No eye has seen, no person conceived what is going to be for us. In the end, for those who have been justified, for those who have been forgiven, for those who have been called into this incredible mercy. And so, if we are going to have this union, then what must happen? All your blemishes must go. To be face to face, it must go. And it's not because... God can't handle our blemishes. He obviously proves that he comes into our sins, right? It's because we can't stand before him in that way. Right? It isn't as if God's making it difficult for us. Right? There's some ideas like that about like getting to heaven. Like it's really difficult. Like God's making it hard. It's the Olympics or something to get to heaven, right? No, it's on us. It's that we, through sin, don't want to enter the game. We don't want to do what God's will is. We don't want to be receptive to his grace. We hide. We hide like our first parents. I remember growing up, one of the benefits of having a lot of siblings is you have a lot of piggy banks in the house. 
And there was a rummage sale halfway down the street. I could see it from the front porch. And I don't know why, but I just knew that I needed things from that rummage sale. And there were a lot of piggy banks in the house. So I stole a lot of the piggy banks. <laughs> I stole all the coins out of the piggy bank. Not all of them, you know, but a lot of them. And I can remember, I have this image. I'm in this bedroom and the closet doors are like folding or like sliding doors. You know, you can't get rid of both of them, but you hide one behind the other and they have. And I remember both of the closet doors being like over on this side. And I remember like, hi, like sitting right on the inside of the closet and hiding the money right over here so that if anyone came in the door, they couldn't see what I was doing. It's not the problem of the person who wants to come in the room. It's the problem of the one who has the blemish. Blemishes cause us to hide. And it's not because the church says this is bad. Blemishes make us hide. And there I was counting all my coins. And you know what? I made it over to the rummage sale. And I spent all that money on junk. And then I got caught. I mean, I didn't even get anything cool out of it. Right? This is us. This is us in our own little ways, hiding from this, hiding from that, hiding this. And then sometimes we like put our sins out there and we're like, oh, I don't care. But everyone has things that they're hiding. Everyone has things that you'd rather not share with your friends. Everybody has things that you don't want mom and dad to know about. Everybody has things that you don't want the teacher to see. I mean, maybe you don't. But... I think God prioritized only one, and it was Mary. And she's a reminder to us that we're all called to the great gift that God prioritized her to be the first to receive, to be so in union with him that there can be no blemish. What are the things in your lives that cause you to hide? What are the things in your lives that you're ashamed or embarrassed by? What are the things in your lives that you don't want and you can't seem to get rid of? Your intuition that you want to get rid of them is spot on. But my friends, we're not our own savior. Jesus removes the things from our lives that prevent us from standing face to face to God. And this is why we've been given this great gift of his life on the cross. And in friendship with him and in friendship with his church, we have things happen in our lives where suddenly we realize, ah, that's got to go. 
and we find we have just enough will to make it happen. And other things we don't have the strength to do, and it causes us to stay on our knees and ask again. And the Lord says, don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Stay close to me. You know, I wondered one time, uh, why is it, well, I didn't wonder, I was reading and then I began to wonder, why is it that if God knew what he was going to do with Jesus, how come he waited so long? St. Thomas Aquinas says that he waited so long because he wanted us to know that we really needed help, that only God could give. He waited so long because he wanted us to experience the depravity of human sin, of our own circumstances. And he waited so long because he wanted to ensure that once he healed us, we wouldn't fall again by pride thinking it was us who did it. So if you have something in your life that you wish would go and it isn't going, stay close to God. Don't hide. In time, he will do what he has done with all of his people since he first gave Mary that great grace. He will remove our blemishes. In the first reading, God asks, Adam, where are you? And it says that he was afraid. That might be the circumstance for some of us standing before God. But I don't know about you, but in my house, the person that I'd rather have catch me doing something I shouldn't do was my mom rather than my dad. Sometimes we need to go to our mother and ask her to help us in this journey of to speak from our heart what it is that's happening and what it is that we desire and where it is that we are. And trust that in giving our hearts to our mother, we all know that mom and dad, when they go to bed, share everything with each other. So if it goes to her, trust, it goes to him. God prioritizes. He prioritized a virgin named Mary. And he still prioritizes her and asks us to go to her to remove the blemishes. One of those he must have removed for all of us because she helped gather us here this night. Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception, pray for us.